Welcome everybody to Canadian Thanksgiving. Welcome, welcome. This is our show. We're going to teach you everything you need to know about being Canadian. It smells like Thanksgiving, like mm, it should. Yummy. Turkeys yum, in yum. Mm, it smells good. Kind of. It smells like Thanksgiving. Or your grandma's oh bomb. What's in the oven now? I hope it's time. something other than it turkey. I'm not a big, huge turkey fan. I can do it maybe once a year, but it's just like, it's dry and it makes me kind of cough. Well, I think it all depends on how well it's cooked, but you did have a food poisoning incident with turkeys. Yeah, it was really bad. And Um, you were chased by turkeys once too. I was attacked by turkeys. I don't know if you guys know about this turkey story, but oh, this is a good way to start the show, I think. (laughs) Um, But it's pretty bad when you have to put cranberry sauce, gravy... And all this other stuff just to make it edible. Like you have to soak it in some kind of liquid or par liquid in order to make it so you can swallow it without choking turkey flesh razor blades down your throat. Oh, maybe we have to have a deep fried turkey. Oh, I would like to try that. Yes. That would be exciting. I remember when I lived in Florida and, and this lady was talking about how to make sure you didn't like boil over the oil. And she was like... Talking about how you put, you know, first you put water in your turkey fryer and then then put the turkey in to see how much it displaces. It's going to say because oil and, and water are not a good combo. So yeah. this is, okay, so you like use that yeah. to find out so it doesn't boil over. Smart, smart. Yes, yes. And then she was like, and don't forget to take your giblets out. My friend forgot she was so embarrassed. <laughs> gotta, you got to be able to. Do something with those giblets beforehand. Do something with the giblets. They'll, ex- they'll explode inside, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If they're in a bag or something, or that goddamn neck. I hate that. That neck grosses me out. <laughs> the chicken neck. The turkey neck. Why would you leave that in there? I don't know. Let me know, everybody, if you do something with that damn phallic-looking gross peeled neck. It grosses me out. <laughs> Tell you how I really feel later. Um, so we're coming from beautiful Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Hey. And I put a question out there. Um, if, like, do you have any questions about Canada and what kind of what being Canadian's all about? And I had such a good response that I decided to do a Canadian Thanksgiving episode. And I'm doing it with uh, Patricia. Hi, Patricia. Patricia? Yeah, my my wife. Not Patricia. What's your name then? Mary. Oh, Mary's my other wife. <laughs> Who the hell's Patricia? You know, she lives under the bed in, in the other room. Um, Wait, remember, remember Pat? A him or a her? A ma'am or a <laughs> sir? It's Pat. From um, Saturday Night <laughs> um that was good um so yes it is canadian well canadian thanksgiving it just happens to be that we celebrate on a different date than the americans yeah so it's canadian thanksgiving okay well there might be a few things that we do a little bit differently well that's what we're going to talk about some oh. of these questions so right from the start let's get into this because I, I find this is kind of fun and exciting all right um so I put a question out. Um, uh, do any of you non-Canadians have questions about Canada? So Lorraine answered A. Um, <laughs> and then Taryn answered, oh, yes, 
our favorite place filler. We do use it, A. Not like as much as people think we use it. And in fact, I think my Australian and New Zealand friends use A quite a bit themselves. Uh, can you let us know about that, you Aussies? A. That is such a good Australian accent. Mm, I don't know about I that. I am the queen. Whoa, whoa. Let me do your voice. I don't know about that. Oh, I sound like Audrey Hepburn or something. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we do use it. Um, that is part of our lexicon. And uh, yeah. Um, now, Eleanor Robinson asks, could you kill Caillou off? The rest of the world would definitely appreciate it. <laughs> now, I said, in my mind, I've done it a million times. And Katie Smith said... I second this. That kid sucks. And I agree. Oh, oh, I'm just looking here. We've got more. Oh, Is he Canadian? Was that a Canadian? Uh, yeah, thing? it's Canadian. And then oh. Sonia McDonald said, he's worse in English. Terrible little brat. <laughs> I met the real life Cal Caillou in, in Cuba. The little fucker stole our volleyball while we were playing 12 people and refused to give it back. <laughs> His effing mother refused to make him or intervene it took a it took a gigantic very loud very angry firefighter from montreal <laughs> threatening retrieval by all means <laughs> before she got the ball my goodness lol i've forgotten that what a pair so did this kid it's like a cuban caillou or something <laughs> No, it had to be some kind of, um, I'm sorry, I, I, this is not meant to, to sound um, bad or anything, but I think only white Caillou's exist. <laughs> okay. I think it's a, a white spoiled brat Karen kid thing. Um, I just want to know, was the kid bald? And um, did he? Yeah. Yeah. So um that's 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 amazing story thank you sonia um some of these i uh, i guess i haven't read every single one all the all the way through i haven't clicked on all the comments so this is a, a surprise for me too and uh that's great um and then eleanor robinson said yep that sounds just just the right level of parent neglect <laughs> and Catherine mcfadden gerard said annoying little fuck Though she didn't say it was, you know, she didn't say it exactly. And uh, Vince Falby, Charles Falby III said, free beer and smokes for life. Oh, okay. So if we do in Caillou or whoever does. Oh, I see. The reward is free beer and smokes for life. Um, Vince, I think you might have just. Um, Put out a hit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Get out on Caillou. Um, I want to say during uh, this episode, um, my cats are in the room. Um, one in particular is a, a spoiled little tiny little mini kitty. Um, and if I let them out, they cry to get back in. And if I let them in, they cry to get back out. And uh, or did I just say the same thing? If I let them in, they cry. Let them out. Well, whatever. They're just annoying little twerps. They're, they're annoying little twerps right now, and usually uh, we can deal with them, but I'm sorry, but you're going to hear a bit of um, rustling in the back. Real life. Real. In this is real life drama. Intervening. Intervening. And mm -hmm. they're, they're just going to make noise and stuff, so sorry for that. Um, okay. So that was great. Next, uh, Kitty Elizabeth. Yeah, hi. American here. I have many questions. What's it like not having to worry about dying because you can't afford basic health care and watching friends and loved ones go into thousands of dollars 
of debt to save their own lives. Hmm. And so she's got a couple questions here. So let's answer that one. Um, I, th- I have to say that I think we're pretty privileged uh, to be able to um, not have to, you know, worry about, uh, about those things. We do pay for it in, in a way or in an absolute way through, um, our taxes. So it's, uh, it's free, but it's, it's not, I mean, our tax, our tax, we're taxed pretty high here, but, uh, it gives us, affords us a pretty excellent education in healthcare. No system is perfect and that's for sure. But when you really need it, um, it's, it's there. Um, Mary? Well, when I worked, uh, I worked briefly in the States for about a year and a half. I was teaching massage therapy in Florida, in Boca Raton. And so here I was a Canadian teaching Americans about their so-called healthcare system. So, Well, let's not be too mean. No, no. I mean, just like, you know, I didn't know much about it myself either. I mean, here we have socialized healthcare. So yeah, yeah. you're in an accident, you get taken to the hospital, they'll life do anything life-saving to try to save you. Um, you know, there'd be certain things that are not considered, like if you needed a doctor's note from your doctor for a prescription for some massage therapy, they might charge you $10 or $20 or something for that. Mm-hmm. But generally, like if you were in an emergency situation, all life-saving measures would be made to try to save you. It, yeah. And, and if you go in, yeah. Sorry. Cut you off. Sorry. So there's no, so all life-saving measures would be made to try to save you and there wouldn't be a decision about um what to do now i think sometimes that happens in the states as well it's just that you know then you know they might not be able to retrieve not retrieve but recover the money from certain individuals dependent on um, their financial situation so in answer to your question it is wonderful to feel that you know you you are safe in some ways there's certain things if you wanted a private hospital room and that kind of stuff that you would pay extra for yourself out of pocket, or you might have an extended healthcare plan through your work to um, to cover that, right? And there could be a deductible or something like that. But generally, you know, we're pretty privileged. And, and there is a misconception, and I know it came out a little while ago. There was a report um, when Obamacare first came out that, um, you know, people were against it. They were saying people were dying up here and waiting for things. And that's so untrue. And even the author of that report came out and said, you know what, that wasn't true either. Sometimes you might wait a little bit longer, say for an orthopedic surgery or something like that. That's, elective surgery. Yeah, elective surgery. Exactly. But I mean, if there was an emergency and you needed a heart bypass, I mean, Well, let's you know. walk through that. Um, so you, you come into Emerge with chest pain. You will get a full workup. We're talking ECG, CT scan, if, if they felt it was necessary, just to rule out maybe stroke or something. Um, chest x-ray usually, uh, CT's usually not needed, but say chest x-ray. You will be drawn blood work, a whole panel of drug work, would, blood work would be drawn immediately. And if deemed necessary, we would start start on some like um, medications to help um, with, with treating I mean, with an ECG will show almost immediately if something's going on. Uh, an IV would be started right away, like all those kind of things. So you would go through that. Say you're diagnosed, you're having a heart attack and you needed to get, uh, like say an angiogram or something like that. You would get that done. Um, you would go to ICU, you would get your full treatment. You would be there as long as you needed to be and you would be sent home with follow-up and um, um, a cardiologist and whoever else you needed. That wouldn't cost you a penny. 
and you're not, you don't have to wait. Um, you know, yeah, there's waiting, waiting times for anything. It depends on also how you present and stuff like that. But that's a good example of, of that. Even with COVID, you come in, say you are diagnosed with it. Um, you will get the full treatment. I see you, um, everything you need, uh, from beginning to, to when you go home, hopefully you will, or if you do pass, your family isn't left with a bill. So, um, that's, that's basically true. We, we, we do have to wait sometimes. Um, like I, uh, dislocated my shoulder and I needed some reconstructive surgery. It took me eight months to get that surgery. However, when my shoulder was dislocated, I got immediate care. And, um, I saw a, a, a surgeon a re, like immediately, like within a couple days. So, uh, some things you do have to, especially elective surgery, you may have to wait. And yes, you do have to wait for some special treatments, but if you're diagnosed with cancer, you don't have to wait 17 years to get in and see a specialist or even start treatment. So long and short of it is, um, yes, there are things that aren't great, but overall, I think we're very fortunate. And, um, uh, one downside for sure is that people do take advantage of it. Um, that, and that also can cause long wait times because there is no question about whether you want to go to the ER or not. You just go. And one thing that may hold you back is the long waits. Um, people will, you know, but people aren't literally dying in the ER waiting room. Like I think there was some people that had that impression. And when Obamacare was first coming, no, no, if you coming you, that's through, that's what the triage system's all about. You get put in, in no, no, right I away. Know. Yeah, uh, but I remember when I taught in Florida, one of my students, we stayed friends, and he posted something about after Obamacare got um, passed, and uh, and people were posting stuff like, "That's it, I'm moving to Canada," and I was like. Uh, we have socialized healthcare. Yeah, like, we we'll get like, into like the fact that the that Canada is a social a socialized uh, country, but um, or consider a socialist country. But I mean, there's a there's a continuum that you fall in with that, and we'll talk about that. Um, okay, so the next question is, and what's it like not to have to choose between a racist, demented, rapist, pedophile, and a different racist, demented? <laughs> pedophile for pre president so like basically what's it like to have a normal election between two actual qualified candidates that don't have creepy interactions with children i get your point on this one <laughs> um we actually have uh i think it's like three major but at the very least four parties that um go up against each other so that would be the um the liberal party the conservative party um the ndp which is the uh new democratic part new <laughs> New Democratic Party and the Green Party, which is, uh, as it sounds, it's it's very naturalist type of party. Um, yeah, they're more like if we were to sort of categorize them, the Liberal Party, which is the the governing one right now, although it's a minority government, so they have to sort of you know team up with another um, group, in which is the NDP. Right now, it's the NDP. So the so Justin Trudeau is the leader of the Liberal Party, and he's our Prime Minister. And the Liberal Party would be, as you could imagine, from being liberal, like more, more democratic, more democratic, more that's, left. That's like, yeah, that's it, what your Democratic Party would be. Only we're because more of a socialist uh, country than than that. Probably our our Conservative Party is probably more like your Democratic Party. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, well, like, I mean, I guess it's like Republican light, probably. It's, yeah, but Republican light. Um, yeah, for sure. But when it comes to election, usually it's those three that are your top three. But it generally, it comes down to um, liberal and conservative. And um, there's a lot of dirt that comes out on our, our, our people. I mean, Trudeau's in a bit of hot water right now. And uh, there has been uh, drama throughout the ages um, with our, our people. But I think I guess what you're saying, we, we don't have Trump as our president and we don't have anybody running that's anywhere near. And, um, you know, that's there's a lot ingrained uh, in, in, in the U.S. about how how the U.S. country is been put has been put together, whereas Canada hasn't had that such uh, intense. I don't want to get I don't want to get too much into it, but yeah, I think I, I feel Mary's got her finger up. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, so if I can just explain it in really easy terms, so when we say we're a socialist country, I think we're more we have more social programs like socialized healthcare like unemployment benefits. For example, when COVID hit, uh, the government immediately came out, federal government, so, you know, like your guys' version of, of the Republicans, the reigning ones, um, immediately was like, okay, people have lost their job. You can apply for this CERB. It's called the Canadian Emergency Response Benefit. $2,000 for the month. You just apply online, sort of a few questions you have to answer. And if you've lost your job because of COVID, $2,000 in your bank account. Within every, a couple of days. Every four weeks, I think yeah. it was. So every month. And they've done that for six months. And um, and there's always uh, looking on that, further, moving further, what other assistance that, that need be. So that's, that's kind of what it looks like here. But uh, believe me, there is a lot of drama. But uh, I think knock on wood, up, up to this point, we, we haven't had to, to deal with the kind of uh, uh, leadership or choices that you guys have had. So um, I honestly, at the end of the day, uh, again, I think we're in comparison. I think we're lucky um, and fortunate, but also, you know, um, no system is perfect. And, you know, I think it just, we have more diversity, more openness here. I mean, it's not like we don't have racism and stuff like that, but you know, the leader of the NDP is a Sikh man. He, his name is Jagmeet Singh. He is Canadian born. I mean, his, his familial cultural background is, is Sikh is Indian. Um, but he's just as Canadian as anybody else, or at least that's how I see it. The fact is we have racism here. Um, the way our indigenous people have been treated, uh, has been horrific. It's, uh, yeah, we come, our, our, our country is based in, in racism and has not based, but it started off in, you know, a very ugly way, taking the lands away from the indigenous people. We had internment, like we had, um, prisoner of war camps for Japanese people. Uh, we've had, uh, there is racism in, in, for people of color here. Um, I, it's, it's there. It's, it's real. Um, so I'm, I don't want to deny any of that, but in the same token, I don't know if it's as overt, um, uh, as it is in, in the U S. Um, maybe it's more subtle cause Canadians are more subtle. I don't know if that's more dangerous, um, but I, I get a sense that, um, it's, it's a lot worse in the States, uh, but that doesn't diminish how bad it is still here. Um, you know, we can protest here and not worry about, uh, 
you know, another group coming in for the most part and threatening our lives. Um, you know, we don't have to worry about being shot. <laughs> you know, it, I mean, if someone comes there with a gun and stuff, but I, I, again, so talking about Canada and political parties and stuff like that, I think we're fortunate. I think we have good choices and no country is perfect. So that's that from that perspective. Um, Okay. Do you guys have several times more guns than people or just us? So believe there was a study done. It may not be as recent as, you know, things are now, but that Canadians per capita have more guns. However, it's how the guns are used, um, and how the, you know, the laws and, um, and stuff like that. So concealed weapon. That's just not a thing here. Yeah, no. <laughs> People just don't have real, like the right to to carry. Uh, uh, you walk around with a shotgun or a gun in Canada, they're gonna people are gonna be like, "Get your shit together." What the fuck's wrong with you? Or scream and run under tables and call the police. Like that's yeah. just not a the thing. Um, most of the guns are used in farms on farms or, 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 or hunting. Yeah. Um, so, so they're they're what they're called long guns. Yeah. So that's not to say that people don't have guns in their home or even machine guns in their home. Um, yeah, no, of course, every, that is the case. But we do have, um, we've had incidents with, with shootings and stuff like here. We just had something that happened in Nova Scotia um, in the summertime where there was a massacre. Uh, a man, uh, this deranged human being went nuts and uh, killed and many, many, many people. So it does happen here, but it is pretty rare. And, um, yeah, we don't have like, my older sister used to work a lot in the States with her job. She would travel and, you know, she would go into plants, um, cause she worked for a company that made corrugated and she would go into some of the plants. And as you're going in, there's a sign that says no, you know, no weapons on the premises or no firearms on the premises. Like we don't have signs like that up here. Like people no. don't walk around with guns. There's no concealing, uh you know, carry concealed permits or anything like that. In fact, I think after that most recent massacre in Nova Scotia, there was a ban on yeah, a lot, autom uh, semi-automatic um, magazines and stuff like that. So it's... it's Well, there was a lot of guns that were banned from that. And of course, there was a lot of people that were upset about it, saying that, you know, um, how it's going to affect them in different ways. But the, the ban was still put in place and it has to be followed. So... Um, yeah, mo most people here, are, they're hunters, right? They're either people up in the north, there might be indigenous people or on guns, farms or on farms or yeah. in like rural areas and some have for protection, but it's a very, uh, a different thing. You don't generally have to worry about stepping onto someone's property and having a gun like pointed at your head. Um, so yeah, I, th I think that, um, that's, I hope that answers your question about guns and a lot of people here you're going to find are anti-gun. Um, so uh, the final question, the most important, if Trump gets elected again and he and Pence, his garbage homophobic ass VP, finally turn this country into Gilead from The Handmaid's Tale, are you guys taking refugee refugee applications? <laughs> if so, will, will we be held in cages or regular prisons? <laughs> and also for how long? Can you tell I'm a little bitter? First of all, you don't know how many times we were asked that question. Um, well, right after the first debate, one of the trending things Google searches was move to Canada. Um, yeah. It, it, so, uh, 
We we eat we have about a tenth of your population. So if you guys are like three hundred and thirty million, <laughs> we're thirty three million. And, so and if a tenth of you guys wanted to come here, that would double our population. <laughs> no, we've got tons of space, wide open spaces up here. Well, and here's the thing: um, this may be surprising to you, but uh, we don't have any walls. We don't plan to have any walls. And no, you will not be kept in cages. You will probably uh, enter the border and. See, the first thing you see might be a Tim Hortons. You go in there, have a double-double. Go to a Timmy's and have a double-double and mm-hmm. a couple of Timbits. You usually get someone really friend- friendly. They might see your license plate and say, oh, you're from there, eh? Uh, how's the weather? Or something nice like that. But, you know, that's that's pretty much the situation. Um, and no, we don't live in igloos and yeah. with polar, um, polar I think bears. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on where you live. Well. Um, okay, so uh, my, my son brought up a really important point recently in regards to people wanting to come to Canada from the U.S. And I, I think he made a great point. He said, um, you, you can't have people leaving their country to go to another country um, because that's avoiding the problem and that those people have a responsibility to their own country to fix or to make it better. So, um, he's a smart man. Yeah. So for those of you that can, you go or should go out and vote that out, protest, do whatever you can to turn it around. So I, I have to agree with that because I get your point and I know it's all done in ton and cheek and stuff like that, but, um, go out and vote um look at who am i to tell you what to do but i think you made a valid point there got to be responsible to yourselves to people that can't make these decisions who can't vote and uh you know do do the best you can and i know you're up against a big wall but uh that's that's you know kind of how it works um or not how it works but that's sort of our our, use, our feeling use here your, use your democratic right yeah. And help those who maybe need a ride and or... It, and go, you know what? We're not from your country, so we don't know how bad it is. We only see what's in the news and hear directly from this f- Facebook page or friends kind of thing. But uh, I guess uh, the best we can do, that's our our response to that. Now, you also said, um, but all jokes aside, I'm really curious about your healthcare system. Oh, okay. So we answered that. And... Um, and then Lorraine asks, how does it compare to the UK? I think it's pretty similar. Um, and... And uh, another one, another from Susan Holmes Weber, American citizen living in Germany the last 25 years. I feel like screaming every time I hear the BS talking points about socialism being a horrible, uh, socialism being horrible and comparing it to communism. My heart goes out to my friends and family members still living there. I would never move back. I can't imagine living in fear of some crazed person with a gun shooting my kid or not being able to get my medicine or paying for all those things that uh, we take for granted here in Europe. There is so much misinformation on the news, even on uh, MSNBC, about universal health care. Sorry for the rant, especially since the question was directed at Canadians. Just had to get my two cents in. Also, the difference is that elections and politicians are not legally bought by corporations here. That really has to change. Candidates and elections are publicly funded. We have the popular vote and everyone is registered automatically. Voting takes literally 15 minutes and it's done in every village. We have mandated masks and distancing. And in my city, uh, there are about 20 cases of COVID per 100,000 people. I'm so sorry. You'll have to go through this. So thanks, Susan, for that. Wow. 
at uh, only 20. Yeah. We're in Toronto here. It's getting mm-hmm. bad. It's getting really bad. We're, we're in a second wave and it, we're shutting down again. Okay. So. Well, bad in comparison. How many people have died in Canada? It, you know what? Let's, let's, let's try not to go there with that. Okay. I mean, no, and I, I, your point is your point. Yeah. It's horrific in the States right now. It's absolutely terrible. Um, but we're, we're, it's, it's not doing so great here. Uh, in comparison, no, it's way better, but still we're, we're having our problems as far as, um, that goes, um, thank you again, Susan, um, about bringing that up. And that does apply to, to Canada in, in many different ways. So, uh, you cover some stuff there that I was unable to. Um, yeah. If I could just make a suggestion, cause I had a, a, a conversation with someone recently about this, who talked to some Americans, Find alternative news sources that are not American. Go to cbcnews.com. That's the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. So it's not run by uh, an individual or a corporation. Well, no, it's I mean, just owned by Canada. It's just owned by <laughs> the government, so to speak. There you but, go. Our radio stations and uh, our, so, a lot of our but, stuff are owned by the government. BBC <laughs> News or yeah, yeah. The Guardian or something like Find other news sources that are not owned by, you know, some media magnet that's got a vested interest in whether one of his the candidates is in or not you know and i feel yeah. like here just to go back to the election thing really quickly a lot of the time it's more about the party than it is the leader you know if, if you if you have a candidate in your area that's with the liberal party and you really like what they've done for your constituency you might tend to vote more for that person or that that candidate but it's here, it's how many, if you have the most candidates that win, so say there's, uh, you know, the Liberal Party has the most, the majority, then they're the ruling party. And their leader just happens to be the prime minister. It's not so much of like, I'm voting for Trump, I'm voting for um, Biden. It's I'm voting for that party mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. their leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um- I got a, an answer uh, also too from Holly Beresford Reinard who said funny thing um, if they had the money come to the states for quality health care my mom was neglected in Ontario Healthcare system is very broken too so I'm sorry you had that experience Holly and it does happen and you know what the U.S. has some of like the best physicians in the world and some of the best hospitals and training facilities and um um you know like universities that kind of stuff and breaking breaking leading edge in terms of um technology and stuff like that in medicine um it's unfortunate that only a few can benefit from it you know you need to have the money to to benefit from that so um another question this is i see i love this because we got like a whole thread going on here okay this is from vince uh vincent charles falby i was gonna call you vince that's all i knew you in high school um so the healthcare system is amazing um, I speak from experience. We always take in refugees. We see the, uh, them as an asset to our country. With that said, Canada has its own problems with colonialism, transphobia, racism, and the founder of the Proud Boys is Canadian, which is true. Oh, God. And it's not all maple syrup and free insulin. Then he said, I should correct myself, it's never free insulin, but it worked best with my maple syrup joke. But we did invent, uh, uh, you know, Benting and Bess came up, uh, yes. our doctors that I should do a story on them. Yeah, totally. Okay, so Katie Ham, does it take months to be able to see a specialist in Canada? Now, I think we, um, I think we already uh, answered that uh, question. And uh, it depends on the specialist. Like if it's, you know, like with your shoulder, it took a while because it's not life threatening. But if it's cancer, you know, um, 
Yeah. And you can also, too, like if you needed like a CT or an MRI and you have a couple months waiting list or you're like, that's when you can get it. But you say, OK, I'm on the wait list. I'll go at two in the morning on a Saturday or whatever. People have definitely fallen through the cracks in, in our country. About, oh, for you know, sure. And, no, and that no does happen. Perfect. But if I'm going to look at it as a all, all uh, as a whole, I think we've got a we, we've got a great uh, system here. But uh, you know, it ain't perfect. That's definitely for sure. Okay, I like this. I mean, I like all these questions, um, <laughs> but this one's a really fun one to answer. Is Canadian Thanksgiving like American Thanksgiving? Yes and no. And no, yeah. So, yes, we have turkey. Um. If that's sort of considered, you know, like a tr- traditional, let's 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 talk about what we can what we would call a Canadian a traditional Canadian um, meal, um, like across the board, how I remember it growing up, that kind of thing. So, turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, gravy, mashed turnip or turnips. Yep, uh, Brussels sprouts. Sometimes it depends. Um, yep. Mashed potatoes for sure. Mashed potatoes, gravy, stuffing, turkey are the main ones. And then you'd get like root vegetables, uh, depending on your family. Also, um, pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie is a big one. Um, not, I, I, I not think, sweet potato pie. Yeah, which I would so. welcome with open arms, especially <laughs> with those, um, I call them mushrooms, marshmallows on top. Um, Thousand calories per yeah so what it's thanksgiving i'm giving thanks for you giving me that food to eat (laughs) there's usually uh, copious amounts of beer and uh wine uh so that's uh that's canadian thanksgiving uh our family we all get together um all of us that are fortunate to do so get together with family have a good time eat and drink until we either pass out or puke and uh or complain loudly uh, and of course, our dates are different. We always have it in like what is it the first week of October? So second, or second week Monday of, in yeah, October, second yeah. Monday October. So now there is a bit of a difference. I don't I don't know oh, much about the states. I just thought about something else too. Go, well, let me hear what you're gonna say. Well, I was gonna say that there is sort of I don't know if it's a French Canadian thing or or if it's more of a Canadian thing where we often have like a honeyed ham and baked beans. Yes, that's uh yeah honey ham um spiral honeyed ham mm-hmm. and homemade baked beans and fresh baked bread uh, sometimes tortier which is like a, a delicious uh, meat pie. Um, I see that at Christmas too and mm-hmm. at Easter. But yeah. uh, the tortier is, de- tortier is definitely um, a fall more, but you can eat it anytime. It's really tasty. But yes, there's definitely those. The other thing is that you guys, I think it's a huge, um, like a B- Black Fridays. Uh, yeah, we th- never used to have that. You, you do that. Uh, that is, a, if I'm not mistaken, that's like your biggest shopping day of the year is right on, uh, on Thanksgiving. It kind of marks that. No, it's the Friday of. The Thanksgiving yeah. weekend, yeah. So you have that. That's your sort of, see, we have Boxing Day, which is the 26th, which is really not what it used to be. But Boxing Day was the day that you went and returned all the gifts you hated or you got all the money in <laughs> the, the day cards. after Christmas. You know, when you <laughs> open the card and you look, you hope, you know, you look for the money first, then you read the card. Um, and depending on how much money is the enthusiasm into which you read the card, you know, right. it's so like it's um, December 26th. So it's like a buck from grandma. Oh, thank you, grandma. And then it's like a hundred bucks from uncle George. You're my favorite uncle. <laughs> Let's just face it as we did a kid as kids. But anyway, the 26th would be the day that there would be like dirt cheap on practically everything. And 
you know, it was like our version of Black Friday, right? Boxing Day sales. Yeah. So um, that's the kind of thing. Now we have Black Friday because we, you know, everything's commercialized now. We saw that it worked well for you guys. So let's do it here. But we all know there's like, uh, oh, God, there's sales for whatever, even remotely, um, you know, Pride Day. Um, (laughs) Well, the, the the Black Friday became pretty popular up here when... I think it was when the Canadian dollar was fairly even with the American dollar. Has it ever happened? Has that ever happened? Yeah, yeah, for sure it was. And so... Believe it or not, that hurts our economy. So in order to uh, combat people going across the border to shop in, say, Buffalo, like Buffalo would be the closest here, um, you know, retailers here jumped on sort of on board with the Black Friday and, and so like put out their own deal so that people would shop here in in canada yeah. and not go to the states so now our dollar is only worth about 75 percent to the uh, 75 cents to the u.s if, if that um it's gone up a little bit like i think it's a few maybe 76 Ooh. <laughs> we have to pay 25 percent more than for everything yeah, exactly so <laughs> okay next question 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 next question from liz anderson whenever i say canada would be nice to move to I am told that the people there are just as racist, if not more so, than in the U.S. due to the treatment of the indigenous population. Is that true? I think we touched on that earlier. Um, I I think in North America as a whole, there is a lot of racism. Um, I don't think we're worse. Definitely not. And I would go far as saying that it's not as bad. Uh, We do live in a melting pot. Uh, We have, we are um, really blessed to have so many different um uh races creeds cultures uh you know to, to be able to come and to our country and share all their traditions and uh their lives with us so um i see it as a as a positive thing that we are so multicultural yeah and- m- multiculturalism is definitely something that's emphasized in here in like Canada. in toronto we can there are parts of areas in toronto where say it's considered uh like uh, the danforth is is greek food and um we have chinatown and things like that and these are not like um negative connotations it's it is where pockets of some populations have have moved whether you know was because of family and and you know i've moved there that kind of thing i don't want to get into that too much but honestly you and i could go hmm, down a list and say we want portuguese food right now and we could go to a portuguese restaurant we could go hmm, we would like some uh I, I, we could just go on and on jamaican food moroccan, uh, you know, moroccan like we could we're so uh that's just like one of the most amazing things that we can do and we can eat those wonderful foods and absorb the culture and, and learn so much so um, and that, in, in those situations, I think that we are so blessed to have that. It's not like, I mean, this is Toronto we're talking about. It's a large population. Uh, most of the large cities are, uh, have this as well. And also in the small towns, racism is bad, very bad. Yeah, I'm um, sure. But again, sure sometimes it's not as overt. It's more quiet, sometimes, you know, passive aggressive type. But uh, so I'm going to say we're not worse and maybe we're a little bit better. But I mean, how do you... Um, how do you uh, compare it? It's really hard. I, I think, I think as far as multiculturalism goes, I think we're we embrace that. Um, we profess to promote it. Definitely in large cities, it's more multicultural, and I don't think, I don't think like as far as 
the racism in small towns, it's a lot of it's ignorance. There's just not as much diversity in smaller towns in, in across Canada and definitely in certain parts in the West. And oh, it's kind of like, you know, the country, you know, like it's like, Oh, there's lots of country here in Ontario. Yeah, too. <laughs> exactly. Too. But yeah, no, but, I, I get what you're saying, but I think it's, you know, generally like most, um, I mean, the main thing that would be our, our bad, so to speak, is, is the treatment of the indigenous people mm. and, and like many other colonial based countries where, you know, explorers, whatever you want to say from other countries came, like British and whatnot. Oh, we had a lot of awful prime ministers and leaders that, mm -hmm. uh, did some terrible, terrible things. I mean, that's a whole other history we could go into. Back but, in the day. Uh, exactly. Um. Now, one like here's an example of something that would stand out. Um, it was like maybe 20 years ago. I don't my my dates may be off, but there was um an RCMP that wanted to be able to wear his turban instead of the um our mounted police hat, and uh, it be yeah, oh God, people were making such a huge friggin' deal out of it. Um, but why? Why? Okay, so you've got tradition, you've got this and that or whatever. There's a reason why he wants that's he has the right to wear that um, freedom of religion. Exactly. And I learned this actually actually from Jagmeet Singh, um, our NDP leader, when he was talking about wearing a turban and or why he, they wear it. So him being Sikh, the turban makes it so that the person wearing it stands out as a beacon for safety. So, and fairness. So if you're in need of help, there's a person that you can see wearing the turban that that you can go to oh, for, for peace, safety, and help. And there's more to it than that, but that's basically what stands out. So if you're an RCMP and you want to wear your turban, you want to wear the cloth, and you're standing out as the safe place to go, all right, I'm all over that. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I don't I mean, have a big issue with that but some uh, people the walls, when, oh, <laughs> when it was all said and done he he won he was allowed to uh wear the turban and uh you know there you go so it became a bit of a stink uh freedom of religion won out overall and as it should so that's uh that uh gives an example okay so laura grandmont who happens to be canadian mm -hmm. asked what's a beaver tail well little bugger <laughs> and tara taran said said absolutely delicious and full of completely unnecessary calories <laughs> it's true laura wrote i'm being facetious and taran said same <laughs> and i wrote it's not the one i'm thinking of <laughs> and laura said is it like a rat tail but in another place my answer was maybe no okay so a beaver tail, in case you guys have heard it, and was yes, we have beavers and they have tails, and I think there's plenty of those in the U.S. as well, other places in the world. But basically, it's fried dough. It's like a it's like a flat donut. 
with yeah, sugar. It's, and it's cinnamon fried all dough around. with uh, cinnamon and sugar all over it. But now you can get whatever the heck you want. But that's usually maple based icing and and stuff like that. But basically, you can get savory ones now with like ground beef and cheese. But that's not Why? that's that that's is not wrong. a true beaver tail. A beaver tail will make your eyes water with sweetness and make <laughs> you fall asleep with all the the fatness and it's just pure love in for your mouth. Um, exactly. At least that's how I see it. It's like a flat donut in the shape of a beaver tail. And you used to be only go to a couple places in Canada where you could get it. Now they have them all over the place, which is glorious. That's my opinion. <laughs> okay. Um, so what else do we have here? How do I move there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Find a box big enough to fit you in from Taryn. <laughs> um, sorry, that was from uh, Trevin Black. Back. Maybe Taryn could like knit, you know, oh, you could something. Knit, knit a box. Knit something. Uh-oh. A sack or... Or knit a sack or knit a box. I don't know. We need to find different words for those. (laughs) Um, Okay. Lorraine asked, if I come to visit, do I get a bed or couch? Think about that. Think carefully about that. You get a bed. You get a bed. We've got a nice queen size comfy bed with cozy covers and pillows. Uh, You get a bed. Um, But you could cuddle with us if you wanted to. There would be no hanky-panky. It would just be pure cuddles and listening to an audiobook. And you can have tea or gin, whatever you want. So it would be your choice. But Mary snores really loud. And I I toss and turn so bad that I... I remove the pillowcases off my pillows and I don't even know I'm doing it. So we can tell in the morning how bad I slept by how many pillowcases are on the floor. It's true. She does. Oh, man. Okay. She's like having. So there you go, Lorraine. A wrestling match with yeah. her pillows in the middle of the night. Yeah. Okay. Karina Malani. Um, I visited Canada so many, many years ago and fell in love with ketchup chips. Do they still exist? Yes. Yes, they do. We still have ketchup chips. I don't like them. They're not for everybody. It's... I could eat them once a year. Yeah, a couple. But you look like you've murdered someone after you've eaten <laughs> yeah. them. Or like you gutted a cow or something because your hands turn a glorious red color. And for those who like Doritos, they do special, every once in a while, ketchup Doritos. I didn't like those either. No, I didn't really like them either. I like a good plain chip. With some dip. Not too thick. Not too thin. I like ruffles. I don't know if you guys have ruffles. The thinnest, thinnest, thinnest little ridges in them. Those are my fave. I do like a good sour cream and onion. Just to reek up the room with my breath afterwards. <laughs> Some salt and vinegar. Do they have all dressed? Oh, no, I don't think the U.S. has all dressed. I could be wrong. Maybe they have it now. But see, I'm not a fan of that either. Basically, what's all dressed? Like barbecue, ranch, and sour cream onion all together. <laughs> uh, yeah, and pickle. And uh, yeah, it's like we've taken, they've basically taken every spice, like an all seasoning, thrown it in a container and shook it up. And then that's, that's your all dress. So yeah, it's like, um, a, it's like the chip version of an everything bagel, <laughs> <laughs> but more, but more. So, uh, yes. yeah. So ketchup chips. Yes. Yes. We you still have those. Um, Lisa Alexander, uh, sorry, Lisa Alexander Baltiera. I think I said it right. I have tried poutine. Have you ever tried chicken fried steak? I'm in Texas. Chicken fried steak is sort of a religion here, as is chili, no beans. So, I have always wanted to try chicken fried I've steak. I've had chicken fried steak. Well, what do you think? Um, It's probably the reason that there's a lot of heart disease in the southern United States. Oh, come on. We have just... <laughs> no, that's true. We do. 
you didn't answer it, the question because I look at it I, I and mean, I'm it's, like, it's, I want to eat that. I really yeah, want to eat it's, that. It's yummy, delicious. To me, because you can get um, crispy beef, um, which is what's that, Kore- Korean? Yeah, generally. I think. Yeah, it's yeah, crispy beef. And to me, this looks like southern crispy beef. <laughs> it just, in that gravy, my mouth is watering right now. I didn't really have much for breakfast. I had a bologna sandwich for breakfast because I wanted to get into recording. I was like, would you like some eggs? And I'm like, I just had a bologna sandwich. She's like, oh. But Mary likes turkey bacon, which is basically a razor blade. It it's lacerates not your a razor blade. Yeah, it lacerates your face when you eat it. Not the it, good stuff. And it tastes gross. Bacon, pork, nothing else. Enough said. <laughs> P mail. <laughs> so Elizabeth Gomez wrote, oh, sorry. Um, Elizabeth Gomez said, Lisa, uh, is that the same as Ozzy Schnitty? Oh, I love it. Uh, like schnitzel. Oh, okay. And, interesting. Oh, I love schnitzel. Mm, anything deep fried. You could deep fried cat shit and it would taste good. Ooh, okay. no. Oh, well, maybe not. Maybe. Uh, no. Maybe not. <laughs> what about toenails? No. Get that extra crunch. No. Mm, and some of that. Although toe. every year, when, well, not this year because of COVID, but we have something called the CNE, it's the Canadian National oh. Exhibition. And every year, it's basically rides and games and, you know, dog shows and stuff and like that. And deep fried everything. And yeah, so there's the food building and you just go in there and, and like gorge yourself. But they would have like, one year they had deep fried Snickers bars. That was a big thing. They had deep fried Coke syrup one year. Oh, yummy. But I the- am like, I am an absolute sweet tooth sugar freak and can consume ungodly amounts of it, um, especially chocolate. Mary is your savory. It works out well. So a bag of chips, I generally don't touch it. I might have one or two. And some chocolate. I don't have to worry about it. I can just be a pig. <laughs> so, uh, Although I do love, and anybody who's Canadian who's been to the CNE knows, you have to have the tiny Tom donuts. Oh, yes. They're oh. these tiny little donuts. And they make them just, they're like a little conveyor belt. And they're just like frying up and coming out. And they're a little hot. And oh, they they're dust, hot. Dust them with a little cinnamon sugar or, or pat, icing, bacon, sugar. Uh, icing sugar. Oh, my God. They're the best. They're the best. Um. Cut us onto food and I'm all like hungry. Um, okay, so so uh, Elizabeth Gomez, uh, sort of, sort of. It's a it's based on a schnitzel. There are a lot of German uh, settled areas in Texas, so our food def uh, has come from German influence. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Oh, I didn't know that either. It's a cube steak dipped in flour egg, or sorry, in flour egg, then fried and topped with white gravy, usually served with mashed potatoes. And here's a recipe. I might have to look into that. Guys, what is white gravy? I don't know. Can you? Can someone tell me, please, what white, white gravy is? I mean, I've had grits before. Grits are good. Um, white gravy. I'd like to know what that is. Um, okay, so, uh, Elizabeth, uh, I'm very confused. The meat in that recipe looks like beef, not chicken. It is beef. But it's breaded and fried like chicken. So, and to really confuse things, we also make chicken fried chicken, <laughs> which is the same as chicken fried steak, but with chicken breast. There we go. Um, uh, Lisa, so chicken fried chicken steak sounds the same. We serve with gravy traditionally, but some pubs do specialize in schnitty nights, which we have a lot of different toppings, like parmi. Oh, I love the way the, you Aussies, parmi which is tomato, pasta sauce, and cheese. Tropicana, same as parmi, but with pineapple too, and plus loads of others. And when it said traditionally, uh, we serve gravy traditionally, but it, but some pubs, I thought it's but some pubes. 
We serve gravy traditionally with some pubes in it, but we do have regular nights. Oh, God. Why do you have to do that? I don't know. It's, I just saw, my brain saw that. And very, uh, so there we go. Um, Could understand if I was reading it because I need glasses to read that. Oh, well, that's another story. All right. Uh, Then we have Jerry Polly. Jerry! Who uh, is the host of hillbilly horror stories and like i've said before one of the reasons why i'm in podcasting um he said that eric and i need to be on a show i agree and we will have to do that soon and we are down to the last slim pickings here diana why do you guys have milk in bags we have oh that's we, a good question i what? know the answer to that oh do you okay why do we of have course. I think you understand the, I think you'll like, oh yeah, that makes sense too. Cause I think you already know the answer to it. It's innate. It's cheap. Like you can get a carton. You can buy milk and cartons here. You can get it from 250 mils all the way up to two liters, but a two liter container um, of milk, it is about say five bucks as a, an average, right? Yeah. Depending on if it's sale or. But if you get bags of milk, all right. You get four liters. No. I think it's three. I think no, it's three. No, no. no, it's four oh. liters. Is it? Okay. You get four liters for like seven or eight bucks. So it's cheaper when you get three bags of milk for that amount versus um, just buying a carton. But it depends. If you have a family, you got to get them. And sometimes you get a couple of bags of them. My dad used to freeze the bags of milk. Oh, it never comes out the same. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It comes out like separated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I like, do. I do remember having milk uh, bottles, not but bottles, but um, like the plastic jugs. jugs yeah, with that the was little Becker, red handles. Becker's. Then, yeah, yeah, Becker's is like a weird, a little uh, variety store we used to have. It's like a Seven Eleven. It's like Canadian Seven Eleven. Yeah, but they had the best chocolate milk. Um, Okay, so uh, we, yes, bags are general. I think it's because it's cheaper and it's more environmentally friendly, maybe. I don't know. I don't think that mattered back in the day, but yeah, because it's all plastic. Anyway, it's cheaper, um, so cost cost efficient, but I got to tell you, so I grew up with bags. Every Canadian here has bags, especially if you grew up in a large family. Uh, Mary and I, we usually are good with the two liter that lasts us, you know, not that long, but it doesn't take up... Storing plastic bags is a pain in the ass because they're all wobbly and you can't, and they're heavy. So you can't really put them on top of something. And if you put something on top of them, it rolls all over the place. So that's a pain in the ass. Second of all, you have to get, so there's a jug. You have to get a jug that you don't pour the milk into. You place the plastic bag in the jug. Now, if you don't go and whack it down and get that bag to the very bottom, you have a floppy top. Okay, so you snip that and the milk is going to pour in a thousand different directions or just one big blop that mixes your like that misses your glass. And also we have something called a snippet, which is this little tool that's made just to um, it's like an exacto for milk bags. Yeah, we just going to just the little corner off the bag, but scissors work, too. But, you know, then there's the whole like. You have your scissor bag milk, your, your scissors for just bag milk, because like some people, they, they have that gummy milk bag cutter and it's just gross. So, so there is, you learn from a very young age, you'll whack it down all the way to the bottom. You got to cut it just right. And the worst is never live. So there's a difference between having a carton of milk with a little bit in the bottom where you can just like rinse it out and throw it in recycling. 
But if you leave a little bit, of, it's the highest form of insult <laughs> because now you got to pull another bag out. You got to throw that bag out. You got to put it in, bang the bottom, cut it just right, and all that kind of stuff. So if you really want to piss a Canadian off, leave a tiny bit left or there's no bags left. And you do that. Or the bag that the bags are in are left in the fridge. See, maybe maybe these bags aren't such a big deal, but there is a whole lot of rules around the bags. <laughs> okay, so um, from Lorraine, as tomorrow is Canadian Thanksgiving, what are you grateful for? And we know family, love, health, etc. is the top of the list. But what else? I'm st- well, still alive. Um, we don't have, we haven't, no one in our family's gotten sick with COVID. Um, we've survived the, the worst, um, of it. There's probably, there's more to go, but we've made it until now, um, with our sanity and a roof over our head and, uh, um, health, uh, podcast. This podcast is, uh, a big part of my life and, uh, we still have people listening and more, more listening. So that's sort of a, a small list of, 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 um, many Mary. Yeah, I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful to be Canadian, I guess, if I were to think about, you know, the the meaning of it. Being in a country that's democratic, that's open in a lot of ways, especially um, open and welcoming to people of different races and genders, um, gender identities and stuff. So I think, you know, being, like I said, we're not perfect. Um, we definitely have our stuff, but I'm very grateful to live in this wonderful country um, and to, yeah, have food in my belly and a place to call home and be safe. Very grateful. So. I'm, I'm grateful to Shit's Creek, the Baroness Von Sketch show. Oh, my God. And Letterkenny. <laughs> those are definitely some very Canadian shows. I would check those out. So before we leave, oh, here's my people, Russell Russell. I've actually got a better way now, but these are my notes. Um, oh, wrong page. Russell, and Russell. Colored money. Oh, yes. Our money has colors. Har- Harvey's. Harvey's? Mm, Harvey's burgers. Oh, guys. You come here, you got to have a Harvey's burger. Swish LA. Swish. Uh, I know it doesn't. It gives me the poops. <laughs> <laughs> the gravy does anyway. Um, the Swish LA sauce is a very uh, popular here. Swish LA is, what, I don't know, was there an equivalent in there? But just imagine a place with rotisserie chickens going around and around, like fresh off the spit. Yum. It's okay, I guess. I want to say thank you to Kaylee222 and C-E-C-S, and I think it's supposed to be like a heart symbol, for your iTunes reviews. Thank you so, so, so much. Um, also... Um, we have so many new members on the Facebook group. That is incredible. Uh, we love to have you there and come join if you haven't yet. Um, mm, big thank you to Lorraine for doing the wonderful stuff she does. Yeah, Lorraine's amazing. And so is Emma. And mm-hmm. Happy um, belated birthday, Emma. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, we there is a thing called Discover Podcast Awards. If you could, maybe you can go vote my... Um, podcast in if you feel that it's uh worth that so if you can go check out discover podcast awards online and again there were some questions that we didn't answer last time that uh will be in the next episode uh the last episode i want to give a shout out to sarah butler who brought the case uh the candace newmaker case to um our attention um i had forgotten about it so thank you for that so I i did cover that case yep and um and i just uh very grateful to all of you so uh 
We love now, you. Now you know a little bit more about Canada. Uh, hopefully, uh, you still want to move here. <laughs> still want to be. How do we get to Canada? But yeah, we uh, we bring sweet our, potato pie and bring the sweet potato pie. Mm-hmm. Until then, take care of one another. Take care of yourselves, and most importantly, love yourself. Peace. One love. <laughs>